Hey, welcome back to the Excelsior Show. I'm Chris. I got Paul with me. Uh, Joe had to take off a little bit early, which is good. Paul, how are you? Well, I feel like I have nobody to build that awkward pause with. So, yeah. I, I, just, I mean, I could just sit here and stare at you for 15 yeah. seconds, but I'll just, I'm doing fine. This is like a straight on conversation, which is, yeah. <laughs> let's make this awkward. I don't know how to do it. So, um, uh, it was funny. We had a couple moving plates today with our schedule, which is fine. Um, so we have a um, source that we go to for some of the weird news we discuss if we need a topic. And it was funny. I opened up his Facebook group page and the first story I just said, man, this has got our names written all over it. Paul, there's a North Carolina woman who tried to convince the DMV to let her keep her fart license plate. Um, her name is uh, Carly Cindy. Um, she apparently was recently on Jimmy Kimmel. Wow. And she's a Asheville resident. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did see that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to check this out. Was it this week, maybe? Um, would have been last week, I think. Okay. And then they followed up with the, um, you know, the Kimmel appearance. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what she's doing. I, I got some thoughts, but let's go for the story. Um, she was pre-registering her truck or re-registering her truck <clears throat> in October. And she was trying to come up with a perfect vanity license plate. Now, she's 37. She seems like a nice young woman. <laughs> she In the story, she says... I tried fart and it was available and I just had to have it. <laughs> so I got a question right here. Um, hey, we talked about fart and poop and butts. And we're, we're in essence, we're a bunch of junior hires. But if I was doing a vanity license plate, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be that serious, but Fart wouldn't be my first choice. Maybe I put Steelers, you know, the football team to like. Maybe I put. I mean, I'm not saying it has to be Bible or God or something, but I, I'm not sure Fart would be the my first choice. How about you? It wouldn't be my first choice, but I salute Carly. Um, okay. Maybe it could be because she had the wherewithal to to check that when I wouldn't have thought to check it. Um, but I would have the personality. I wouldn't want it to be something funny. Uh, so I do appreciate that aspect of, because there's so many ridiculous vanity plates, some you don't even understand, but something so clear, so straightforward, hats off to you, ma'am. Okay. All right. And here's a weird thing, too. Like, apparently they have to have SM. I, I don't know what the SM stands for. But, know. so her plate said fart SM. But the fart was in big letters, and the SM were kind of smaller letters on the the right-hand side of the plate, which I thought was odd. But I, I guess it's good. Um, so you applaud her. Like, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I I don't want to call her like the worst person in the world. I don't want to go that far. I, I'm just kind of wondering because, you know, for us, we talked about that stuff. I mean, I'm not saying... So, I mean, that might come up. I, I'm just not sure how fart would be the first thing on my, on my thing. But just I, think about the joy that she would bring to everyone who's behind her in traffic. That's true. I mean, you're, you're driving down the highway. You see that license plate. You're going to tell me that you're not going to at least smile. That doesn't brighten your day a little bit. Are we looking at license plates that much anymore? 
maybe I I really don't drive as much, but I, I don't find myself looking at license plates like I used to. I do all the time because I when I take my daughter back and forth to school, I will name the person in front of me based on what their license plate the first three letters of their license plate. I'll make up some name oh. based on those. And so I'm always okay. looking at plate numbers. Well, and I know as a kid, like, you know, we go a long trip with my parents and, you know, you get bored and, you know, this is before you, you had your phone or a tablet or device or whatever. So we actually had to talk to each other, which, oh, that's like, but, you know, to make the time go by, my parents would be like, hey, let's play the alphabet game. And either you'd use a license plate, you know, you find one in search of an A and B and so on. Um, so yeah, we were looking at more license plates then, but no, I, I salute you. I, I don't think I've looked at a license plate in a long time. So, I mean, you can make the argument saying, I mean, you know, Paul's a pastor. If he has fart as his license plate, does he get in trouble? But I kind of look at it saying, I haven't looked at that license plate. So if the pastor at my church had fart, I probably wouldn't even notice it. So. Yeah. Like even this morning, we were behind somebody with the, their license plate started, KPF, and so as we're, I'm like, I wonder where Kapoof's going, or if they turn, like, see you oh. later, Kapoof, and so that's, I, yeah, I'm always looking to plates. Okay, um, in Ohio, we've had some interesting ones. We uh, we've come out with a story each year on the most rejected um, license plates, you, you know, the bandy ones. Ohio's gotten tough. I mean, two years ago, there, there were anti-law of the COVID ones. And it was just one that even said COVID-19. It was like COVID-19 rocks or something. It was just more like that. And now, um, <laughs> yeah, we're dipping in the world of politics, but there's a lot of anti-Biden ones that have come out that, you know, like some variation of like a Let's Go Brandon and, you know, all these other weird comments that, you know, mean something vastly different. So uh, you live in Pennsylvania. Is there any rejected license plates there? And you probably I just—I have absolutely no idea. I, I'm guessing they probably wouldn't let you put the swear words on there, but uh, I'm wondering if they're more picking than just that. <clears throat> I, I could look that up, but I—I've I, never looked. I've never. I didn't uh, until this story. I never realized that there were banned license plates that you couldn't have. Well, I think Ohio has uh, the ability to reject them. Because I, I'm sure Ohio's not saying, okay, here are the 50 ones you can't have. Um, they, they're pretty much just saying, hey, use your discretion, but there's some that you just you know really can't. Um, and, you know, it, it did raise some questions to some people. I mean, you know, people said, why can't I criticize the president if it's not obscene? Or why can't I, you know, mention COVID? You, you know, we're not necessarily supporting it, but I don't know. People get a little um, incensed about that. I don't necessarily think farts should be banned. I, I mean, we, we had a podcast last week where we talked about, um, and we're actually trying to have him on as a guest before long. Um, I assistant principal, got, they got in trouble for reading the book, I Need a New Butt. It sounds like this is the same type of thought process, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Especially with the license plates. I mean, the the purpose of vanity plates is you're paying extra to have a plate that says something you wanted to say. And I mean, I'm not saying that the First Amendment has to apply here, but I'm. I mean, I could see if it's something clearly offensive, right? Maybe not, but I mean, I wouldn't say that's. But it's here, here's the. 
I don't know that PA has a list of specific ones, but they do have guidelines. Uh, cannot have sexual innuendo, cannot be have lewd or obscene language, uh, cannot be related to illegal activities, uh, cannot be related to substance abuse, uh, it cannot suggest that the vehicles associated with government or law enforcement, uh, potentially misleading to law enforcement, or libelous or scandalous. See, hmm. that one's vague. Scandalous is vague. Hmm. That's strange. Here's the other thing that's weird. So, she said she installed the plate on a truck, and she's like, all right, I'm good to go and everything. She, after that, got a letter from the DMV saying somebody complained about that. How big brother is that? The, I mean, with all the Karen jokes, that, that's got to be a Karen that's going to take time out of their lives to call the DMV or whoever and officially file a complaint. That, that's, that's somebody but, with a little extra time. But how do they find her car? Like, does someone say, hey, somebody with a, like, whatever car she drives has a fart license plate and complaining? Or I'm kind of even wondering if the they person... They say the, the license plate said fart. Um, right. That's all she had to give. So say there was, like, 20 license plates around North Carolina had fart in it. I'm wondering if they sent a letter to everybody who had the fart license plate saying, hey, you got to get rid of it, right? Because how can they track her, just her down? That sounds weird. Well, I'm sure she's she'd be the only one with it would be fart SM or whatever. Okay. So I mean, there, there's only one who would have that, uh, at least in the state. So. Okay. Just, yeah. So the SM makes makes it clear that if there's 20 people with a fart license plate, that we can tell it's different, right? Yeah, I, I don't know why they if it has to have. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the SM is, but. Huh. If that's true of all vanity plates, there I, I don't. I've never. I have no. I don't know the vanity plate game. So she she goes on to Reddit, and you know she asks a question. Hey, you know, what should I do? Should I you know, make him a story? Should I tell him the truth or whatever? Uh, first of all, Paul. You, okay, yeah, that's fine. She's sharing a personal story. That's great that she shares on Reddit, but. I don't like Reddit because I, I've tried to post my own stories on Reddit and people are like, oh, you're spamming our group. No, I'm promoting what I'm trying to do. That's why I'm Reddit. So I, I'm kind of anti-Reddit for that reason alone. Reddit people get snarky. I mean, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, you know, she so did start a group to help defend the license plate. I don't know if it was on Facebook or Reddit where FART stood for something. I, I don't remember what it was an acronym for, but it stood for something to see if that would if that could help justify her license plate. All right, so, so get this, okay? And you might say, okay, you're sitting here for a couple hours on Wednesday night talking about junk like this. But we're spending a couple hours. I take 15 minutes to upload the podcast. We're done. You know, share on some social media. We're done. She kind of has taken this a little bit far. I mean, someone suggested, okay, Hey, call it the Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails, which is like an acronym for FART, and build That's a website. Right. So she sets up a website for that, and she sent the DMV a, a link to the letter with the explanation for the plate, and then she actually had people come to a FART meeting? Isn't that too much time, Paul? I mean, it's kind of funny, but... She's, wa she's walking so others can run. 
Yeah, but I don't have the energy to do all this. <laughs> I, I mean, holy cow. I mean, this is just... I think I would cancel things from my life to make time for that cause. I'll tell you a story, and this is embarrassing. We, we had another segment where we talked about embarrassing things you did in the shower. This was an embarrassing thing I did at McDonald's. Um, my wife, um, they gave her a crappy order, so she complained. They gave her an extra value meal, okay? And my wife looks at me and says, yeah, you go to McDonald's a billion more times than I do. Here's that coupon, like, Thank you. This is great. So I look at the coupon. There's all these big sandwiches on the coupon, like a Big Mac and other stuff. So I'm like, great. Uh, big Macs usually what I eat when I go to McDonald's. I go to McDonald's. I order a Big Mac. I go for the line. And they say, nope, it's only for extra value. So you can get like a hamburger or whatever. And I'm like, no, there's a picture of a Big Mac. Why can't I get the Big Mac? And I sat there and I argued about for a couple of minutes saying, why are you putting pictures of stuff on there that's not really the case? And after a while, I just sat there and said, why am I arguing a drive through about this? I'm wasting my life. I, I almost just got my knees repentant. I was like, this is awful. And it was funny because the, you know, how McDonald's stinks of customer service. They actually mistakenly gave me the Big Mac anyway. So I got my way without even knowing it. And they didn't even know I got my way. It was just really, it was just such a weird time. But what I'm saying is that took five or ten minutes of my life that I said to and said, man, I'm never going to get back. This is tough. Now, I understand. You're frustrated. Your fart license plate doesn't get out there. But how much time did she invest, Paul? I mean, she went on Reddit. You know, she's responding to all these people on Reddit. She's um, starting a group. She has a website now. Uh, they have a meeting. She writes a link to the letter to the DMV. I mean, does she have other things going on in her life? Not as important as this. Well, and she says... <laughs> I like hiking, biking, and spending time outdoors. I don't have any time to spend outdoors if I'm making websites over some unknown group. It doesn't take much time to make a website. Yeah. But you got to sit there and say, are, are you really investing your time properly? And again, she's, she's building community. She's appearing on late night talk shows. I mean, it's not too bad. Now, again, I'm a hypocrite because, ever like, you know, if our wives are listening to this, they're like, well, you guys do a podcast every week. That's not time well spent. But, I mean, I'm just sitting here. I mean, we're doing this because we enjoy doing this. Yes, yeah, she's having fun. Bless her heart for that. But this is just this really crazy customer service complaint. Like, I, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm very... I'm confused. We need to have her on our podcast. <laughs> so we can get I some mean, answers here. What if doing a bizarre story on our podcast got the attention of Jimmy Kimmel? And next thing you know, the three of us are on the Kimmel show. Would it have all been worth it? But I mean, people sitting at home watching like, why are these guys talking about stupid things for hours every week? Right. Well, but I think there's a difference there because at least with her, she's like someone who did the weird thing. So she gets a violent Kimmel. Have you ever seen James Corden lately? I, I used to be really uh, into James Corden by the weird. Yeah. I can't remember if I talked to you about this or somebody else, but James Corden now, it's a late night talk show. He comes on after Stephen Colbert or Colbert 
uh, wherever he's going by now. Um, he's a 12-3 host. Well, before COVID, he was doing just like a regular show. You had a big crowd in. Um, you know, you had your comedy sketch, your your guests, and a music band, and that was it. Now he has 10 people sitting around him. I'm assuming it's his writers. But it's almost like he does his opening like a podcast. It's very strange. Huh. So if we did that, we'd be on J- James Corden's podcasters or something. It, it was just, it, you, you'd have to see it. I mean, you watch any amount of late night TV over your life, you're like, this is really weird and different. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think Kimmel would have this on. You know, probably the best thing we could do is apply and maybe become a writer for a show like that in the future. But we'll probably never make it on there. So we need to figure out what was our most obscure show. Somehow get that to Kimmel's people. Okay. I think our biggest chance, and I've said this before, um, there's so many streaming sites right now. Uh, I'm a subscriber to ESPN Plus, and they're putting on talk shows on there because they want content. Um, now, again, it's not their best talk shows, but they're putting on talk shows. Um, you know, you look at Spotify. Yes, we're nowhere near the the um, stature of a Joe Rogan, but I mean, Spotify is paying people to have exclusive podcasts on Spotify. And we, we are dealing with breaking news because last week when we talked about the, I need a new butt book two days later, now this news comes out with a story about this guy getting fired for reading. I need a new butt. We broke the news first right here. Yeah. I, I think he got fired before us, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, we beat we'll now this it. news to this. There's so many things that we've talked about on the show that several days later I'll hear on other news outlets. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. We were on that first. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, well, well, I got to say, some of the stuff I can't talk about at work, <laughs> I'm not sure if some of these things would be appropriate for my, my job. But I will say my favorite story is I write for work. Are goofy stories like this. Um, we had a story, um, I don't know if you saw this, Paul, but uh, last Saturday night on Saturday Night Live, uh, they had a big um, sketch where they were kind of joking about the Ohio State marching band's version of Don't Stop Believing, the old Journey song. And it was just funny because uh, a couple of friends were at a club and the, they were talking about popular music, and the one guy gets him and says, my jam is the Ohio State Marching Band's version of Don't Stop Believing. It was funny because, you know, you wouldn't expect someone to get that excited about a marching band version of a classic rock song from 30 years ago. But it actually turned out to be pretty good. So since I wrote for the Columbus Dispatch and Ohio State Marching Band is a big marching band down there, I wrote it and became like our top story for a couple of days, which was great. And, you know, people like that stuff. I, you because know. Ohio State people are weird. Yes. <laughs> they are weird. A, a sousaphone player runs over and stands in a spot and takes a bow when people swoon and faint. I mean, why? I will admit that that sketch wasn't overly friendly to Ohio State. Um, you know, it was kind of mocking the, hey, why are you that into a marching band version of the song? But everyone who read the story I, I didn't see any negative comments about us or Saturday Night Live. They said, hey, they kind of poked fun, but it was for a good purpose, so. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I'll give the band credit for that. 
I mean, it's like Ohio State people are like, hey, we'll fight you. Our band is the best on the planet. We'll fight you over it. It's like, I was in marching band, and I got to say to y'all, calm down. Yeah. And I well, know a sousaphone player who dotted the eye, and I wanted to say to him, calm down. I mean, pe- people had, the family had T-shirts made about it, and it's like, he stood in a spot. Don't mess with why I say people, though. That's why I've learned. Uh, we did a story. Uh, Marcus Freeman, an uh, old Ohio State player, uh, he was the assistant coach for University of Cincinnati. Well, he left the University of Cincinnati. He's going to become a new head coach for Notre Dame football, so good for him. But it was funny. When he wrote um, like he wrote something in the, uh, what's that website where athletes just write letters that get published? I don't know. Oh, the Players' Tribune, like where an athlete will write a letter or an article about something they're going through. They post it unedited, and it's kind of a way you can find stuff. Like uh, it was kind of like what LeBron did when he came back to Cleveland for a second time, where he wrote this letter to Cleveland saying why he's coming back. Well, um, Marcus Freeman wrote a letter saying, "Hey, I turned down Notre Dame to play Ohio State during his career." you know, college football career. He's like, I'm not going to make that same mistake again. I literally wrote that letter as is, and Ohio State fans were mad at me because in essence, the headline had to become Freeman happy he didn't make the same mistake by (laughs) picking their team over Ohio State. Here's a little heads up, and I've never been a band director, but doing Script Ohio isn't as hard as you think it is. Oh, I don't think anyone ever thinks it's hard. I think people... I I mean, I, I could draw your face, and if I was a band director and had enough musicians, I could just plot out the points, and we could have a floating Chris head on mid-50-yard right. line, and I can have your mouth moving. And Ohio State, you know, the... Think of it about 10, 20 years ago. They didn't have pro sports at all. I mean, yeah, they had the Columbus Clippers, but they didn't have anybody else. They've come up with two pro teams, with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Columbus Crew. They have very dedicated niche audiences. I'm not sure if either team has totally overtaken Columbus as a big, powerful city. But I say all of that to say Ohio, Columbus is so Ohio State town. I mean, people just love their Buckeyes. And I'll admit, I'm not really an Ohio State fan. I watch what they do because I live where Ohio State's at and I work for a paper that, you know, the Barrel Ohio State does more ad dollars we get. But I'm not really an Ohio State fan. I'll, I'll tell you that. I mean, to, to all of your neighbors in Columbus, the crew is right there. Let go of the college you never attended. Embrace the recent MLS champion Columbus crew. I will say, though, how do I say this? It's funny because we get more web hits when there's a good Ohio State football story. Like, even though they lost pretty badly to Michigan this year, there was a lot of people clicking on the website. So I think football still gets a lot of attention. But I'll be honest with you, the other sports, I think there's pride, but they don't get as much attention. Uh, it was funny. We've been meeting this week to try to figure out how to maximize the 
college basketball games. We say, hey, it's you know March Madness. How we get more people to click on it? My Saint Paul got a billion times more hits than our coverage of Ohio State making March Madness, which was really weird. So, I guess we'll say we, we mentioned this. I think it was last week's show. I would have watched March Madness if we put IUPUI as the 16th seed. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we missed an opportunity. I, I mean, I, who cares about the eighth Big Ten team that is in the tournament or the you know 15th SEC team? I mean, I want a school with a story. I, I know IUPUI is a bad basketball team. They deserve to make the tournament. But, hey, if it's going to get better ratings, which I think their story is – better to get better ratings, why not bring them in over some crappy other team? Yeah, I'd watch it. Definitely. So, very good. And again, this is why I like to show. We start out with a poor woman in North Carolina that is wasting her life over a fart hero. And somehow we got to Ohio State. I'm not sure sure where the transition happened, but hey. (laughs) Don't focus on the journey. Focus on the fact you got there. You know? <laughs> so it's like if you fell asleep in your car while driving your family to Florida, and somehow you ended up there. If I get an A-Rex, don't focus on how you got there. Just say, "Hey, we got there." I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> well, I, I think we can say we've got a few wrecks along the way. But... <laughs> yes. Or, or, or God led you there. Yeah, the guy mentioned it was an A-Rex. It was good. So, all right. A- anything else going with you, Paul, tonight? No, I, uh, yeah, like I've said before, I'm, I think at least until I finish my dissertation, I can't make promises on any extracurricular content. Oh, no, no, that's fine. We're getting to a point. We, don't worry, everybody. We're, we're still having a podcast, no matter what, but, um, life has gotten busy. I'm getting to a point where stuff's going to get out and everything, but I used to, Oh, uh, what do you call it? Stay up all night to get stuff up this next day. If I can't, I can't. I mean, you know, but stuff will get up shortly. It's been a challenging past couple of weeks. Good, just a lot of because stuff. Sleep on. and reducing stress are two of yes. Dr. Maroon's five keys for preventing yeah. dementia. Well, let's promo this because these are always go out in the same uh, day. Uh, we had big night tonight. Uh, Joe Frost said to duck out a little bit early. Uh, but we talked with Joe. Uh, we talked about gross bathroom habits. Uh, Paul led a discussion uh, based on uh, another discussion on Good Mythical Morning. Um, we had Dr. Joe Maroon and very su- about bathroom habits. Yes, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, surprising in a good way. Uh, Dr. Maroon is the longtime neurosurgeon of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We were interested because obviously we like the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I, I was hoping to get like a half hour of weird uh, old Pittsburgh Steelers stories. And he did provide a little bit of that. Uh, but he talked about his work where, my goodness, it, it could help with, um, you know, concussions and everything. Listen to the podcast, especially the first 22 minutes. Some of the stuff went over our head because we're not health professionals. But he did a really good job of talking about how this will only help NFL players, but people all around the world. I mean, it was brilliant research. So uh, I, I want to have him back sometime to share some uh, similar stories, but uh, he had a really good health uh, discussion. And but then I think there's, I mean, con- considering the 
doctor patient relationship there's there's maybe a limit to what he can actually share yeah i almost if <laughs> if he didn't give a 15 minute answer to our first question um <laughs> i was tempted to go there but uh was the doctor patient part when happened uh we've got a lot of discussions about mason rudolph and the pittsburgh zero quarterback and i wonder sometimes if a concussion he got uh, two years ago, the year he replaced Ben when Ben was hurt, um, if that concussion he got through the Ravens game kind of messed him up in other ways. And I'm not talking CTE. I'm just saying I think he lost a little bit of confidence in his play after that. I don't know. Maybe I'm off base. But I, I'm sure Dr. Moore probably couldn't have commented on that. I'm sure he could let us know how intelligent Brett Mason Rudolph III is or is yes. not. He had a higher uh, – oh, what's the name of that test? Um, oh, I couldn't remember. The, the test that they take with part of the combine. He scored higher than Trubisky. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Lip stick test, whatever that is. Lipstick test? <laughs> I don't think it's a lipstick test. All uh, oh, that – that like um, it, it measures your intelligence or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Brent Mason Rudolph the third is smarter than Mitch okay. Trubisky. End of yeah. the story. All right. Well, it's not a lipstick test. They're not putting <laughs> lipstick on these guys. They're walking around. Anymore. Oh my goodness. All right. In other podcasts we did. Um, we did a basic beyond the curtain podcast where, my goodness, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers just signing everybody this week. It's crazy. Uh, so we kind of broke that down a little bit. Um, Seinfeld and Frazier, we watch podcasts. Um, my goodness, uh, crazy busy week, uh, but lots of fun, good stuff on there. Wonderlick, so, Wonderlick, yes. Thank you for saying Wonderlick because I don't want our listeners going lipstick. What? What's going on there? All right. Well, so well, I'm sure Brett Mason Rudolph the third looks better in lipstick than Mitch Trubisky. Too. I, I just don't know. I just, <laughs> oh my goodness! Thank goodness we're almost done. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, check our podcast. Share us with your friends if you do nothing else. But on each podcast, like the one you're listening to now, there's lots of ways you can support the show. Pick one, two, many out. Uh, there's ways you can just give us a like, or uh, maybe um, buy something from one of our sponsors. Just lots of ways to support the show wherever you can. We very much appreciate. Tell that. Kimmel about us. Yeah, tell Kimmel about so we can become a writer for Kimmel and I'll answer all our questions in life. Well, all right. Well, for Joe and Paul, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the Xero Show. Y'all have a great day. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com. <laughs>